G'day and thanks for joining us for this week's Two Ticks Town Talk, a segment of the Australia Talks podcast. I'm DK. And I'm RD. Please enjoy this segment from the regular podcast. So, two weeks ago, I did a really, really long Two Ticks Town Talk. <laughs> so, so this week... Um, oh, and also that took me like hours to put together. So this week I thought I'd keep <laughs> keep it really short and sweet and uh, make my job a lot easier. So this week we're going to go back to Western Australia uh, to a small island, to be specific, to a little island called Middle Island. That is the largest of the Rochache Islands, and it is about 11 kilometers off the coast of the Cape Arid National Park. I am breaking our rules here a little bit um, because oh. Middle Island is actually uninhabited. <laughs> so uh, there, okay, yeah. there is no town here, but it is a tourist. There is a tourist destination here and something really unique uh, uh, for the area. It's called Lake Hillier. Uh, and Lake Hillier is about 600 meters in length, which is about 2,000 feet. And it's about 250 or 820 feet, 250 meters, 820 feet wide. Uh, so it's a, a, a big rectangle, basically. Uh, the lake <laughs> is surrounded by a rim of sand and dense woodland and paperbark eucalyptus trees. And the lake is right on the coast of the island. It's only about 70 meters or 230 feet from the rolling swell of the ocean, separated only by a small group of sand dunes. Uh, and because of this, you actually can't really see the lake from the ocean if you were to sail past the island, which is kind of cool. Right. Uh, Deep, without knowing, or maybe you do, do you want to, can you guess what is so special about Lake Hillier? Um, does it have some sort of like rare crustacean in it? Not really. Um, I'm gonna send you a picture and we'll put this in the show notes as well. Let me have a look at your picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So, in other words, you could send me the picture with the answer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I don't think I, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> so, it's pink, like bubblegum pink. pink. It's, it is bubblegum pink. You're right. Good description. It's really vibrant in its color. And this, this is actually a permanent color. Uh, and the water. Oh does not change color even when you take it into a container it's still pink um wow and which is absolutely wild and the color is believed to be from the presence of a of a an organism and i'm probably going to butcher some of these uh names because there is a there's a number <laughs> there's a number of uh uh sort of a microbiome that's going on in this lake that makes it quite unique um but the major organism they believe is from uh dunelia selena uh and there's another look there are a, a number of pink lakes in australia and around the world 
Uh, but Lake Hillier has been remarkably stable, where many of the other pink lakes change over time, and sometimes they'll have a sort of like a, an algae bloom that makes yeah. them pink, and and then they'll sort of go back to being, you know, the standard, quote-unquote, standard watercolours of sort of green or, or, or a brackish brown or something like that. Um, however, Lake Hillier basically is always pink. So a little bit of history. Lake Hillier was first visited by, as far as we know, the Aboriginal people of the area very likely had a presence in this area, but we don't think there was a permanent sort of settlement around this area. Uh, and as far as we're aware, the first recorded visit was by Matthew Flinders, an expedition on the 15th of January, 1802. And Flinders' journal entries are considered to be the first, as I said, first written records of the lake. He observed the Pink Lake after ascending the island's highest peak, which he named after himself. <laughs> he's, he's probably probably that bloody sick of naming things after after sponsors and governors and everybody else. He thought, "I'll oh, stuff it. I'll give myself a lookout over a pink lake." <laughs> he writes, uh, and I quote: "In the northeastern part was a small lake of rose color, the water of which, as I was informed by Mister Thistle, who visited it, was so saturated with salt that." insufficient quantity oh sorry that sufficient quantities were crystallized near the shore to load onto a ship the specimens he brought aboard was of a good quality and required no other process than to be dried fit for use huh so they were pretty happy because of course back then salt was used a lot for curing of meat and and preserving things so um, salt was quite a precious commodity um and because of that, the salt, the lake was actually subject to salt mining in the late 19th century. Uh, but the mining enterprise reported to fail for a number of reasons, but mostly because the toxicity of the salt collected for consumption. So I toxicity. do think. Yeah, so I do think whilst uh, Flinders' crew, Mr. Thistle, collected some quality uh, crystalline salt. Uh, when you're sort of, you know, he, he probably picked through the best bits. And when you're trying to mine it at an industrial scale, you probably don't have the chance to, you know, you get a bit of the algae sort of mixed in and oh. it's not necessarily good. Uh, but I'm glad that the mining stopped because this environment is is basically pristine as a result. In 2016, scientists from the Extreme Microbiome Project conducted extensive microbiome and metagenomic DNA sequencing and detected. Now, I'm going to butcher some of these. So, if you are if you are a, a, a microbiologist, <laughs> I apologize. Um, but they de- 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 detected Haloquandritum, Haloferex. Selenia bacter, Haliobacterium, Haliogeometrisum, and other Haliophilic organisms. Uh, culturing from the water revealed low concentration of psychophallus as well, whatever that means. And the lake is still 
under ongoing research by the Extreme Microbiome Project, part of the Association of Biomolecular Resource Facilities and the Metagenomic Research Group. So it is world famous in the microbiology world. And despite its high salt contents, which it's it's roughly as salty as the Dead Sea, uh, Lake Hillier is safe to swim in. And because it's so salty, Ah. you'll float like at the top of the water. Like you'll look like you're on a lilo, even if you're just floating around. It's um, in the pink. Yeah. However, it is not advisable, actually, or allowed without previous written approval by the Western Australian Department of Environmental Conservation. And as, re- as recently as 2012, Lake Hillio had been located within the boundaries uh, of a nature reserve. And since 2002, the lake itself has been considered a wetland of sub-regional significance. So if you want to go and see it, other than the photo that we post up onto the show notes, and I would recommend you have a look because it does look pretty, pretty awesome. Because it's so close to the sea, you get this stark contrast between the beautiful uh, blue water and then the pink lake right next to it. Uh, But if you do want to go and see it, there are only a few ways to reach Lake Hillier. Uh, The most popular and probably easiest is going to be a scenic flight. Uh, They do fly from Esperance Airport, flying over Lake Hillier via the Cape National Park, where you can actually see about two dozen other rainbow and pink colored lakes around the city of Esperance. However, they are uh, more temporary in nature. So if you want to say a pink lake, go to this area because you're almost guaranteed because Lake Hillier will almost certainly be pink. I do believe it sort of uh, varies somewhat in how red it is or how pink it is. Um, but it's pretty consistent. There is another uh, Pink Lake just outside the city of Esperance, which is just called Pink Lake, um, and <laughs> it's, it's not it's not pink <laughs> How anymore. How long will they workshop that for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's actually not pink anymore um, <laughs> and hasn't been since 2017 due to, uh, I think it was the rerouting of a local river uh, sort of changed the the, the water makeup of, of Pink Lake, and as a result, it is no longer pink. Actually, it's it's like a like a almost like a minty green color now. So unfortunately, so yeah, definitely uh, doesn't suit its name. But uh, Lake Hillier um, is definitely still pink. I'm amazed that you can take the uh, the water out and it still looks pink. I don't know how long, uh, and I saw that claim written in a number of places, but do take that with a a, a grain of salt because I'm not... certain apparently before it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure how long it remains pink for. Um, That wasn't written anywhere, so I'm not... I I really don't know if it's like a forever thing or if it's, you know, you get a couple of good days out of it. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I would imagine as the bacteria dies, the the hue would um, start to sort of fade. But again, I actually don't know. It it sounds really cool though. So it, it does. So I wonder. I wonder if it's the um, actual like whether it's it's whether it's a, a, a like a, a pigment 
produced by the bacteria and um, other things or whether it's the actual uh, bacteria and that itself that gives the pink or, or is it a combination of both? I, I don't understand a whole lot of those things. I think it's a combination of both. The reading into it that I that I did is, is sort of that it's a combination of both. Some of the bacteria that are present produce sort of as a byproduct. I think it's to protect themselves from the sun. Uh, they produce basically a, like a red hue. Um, oh, and I would imagine right. as they die, uh, they you know the, the hue will sort of go away. However, some of the other bacteria that they found in the lake are red themselves. And I think that's where Lake Hillier is different from some of the other lakes around the area that sort of have these blooms and they turn pink and then they sort of change um, as the bloom sort of dies down. It, yeah. It's no longer as pink, whereas Lake Hillier does seem to have a bit more of a unique microbiome, um, which is pretty cool. It is pretty weird, which is why I selected it rather than some mm. of the other ones uh, that are closer to towns because, of course, this is our Two Ticks town talk. But this week it's a Two Ticks lake talk. <laughs> I think that's permissible because it was interesting. <laughs> it's definitely interesting. <laughs>